Dance Your Heart on Fire podcast, episode number nine. I'm not, even if I'm Cape Verdean, it doesn't matter for me to to protect my my culture in a way or in a in a blind way because before I decide to become Cape Verdean let's say I'm a human being Welcome to the Dance Your Heart on Fire podcast, the podcast dedicated to inspiring dancers worldwide whose hearts have been touched by music and dance. The universal language of dance and music is spoken by many of us throughout the world. We want to motivate the dancer in you by sharing stories, insights, and ideas to enhance your journey. Join us now with your host, Charles Ogar. Hello, hello, everyone. This is Charles with the Dance Your Heart on Fire podcast. And today, I'm really, really excited because we have a very well-known, very well-respected Kizomba instructor, uh, Mr. Quenda Lima, who's going to be joining us in the podcast today. And I'm really happy that he was able to make himself available for the podcast um, because it's awesome to see what he's done for the Kizomba community and being one of the initial people who are pushing Kizomba in Europe. And from our perspective here, for the instructors here in the U.S., I feel we can learn a lot from his insights and what he can offer to us to kind of help spread Kizomba even more here in the United States. Good morning, Quinda. Good morning, Charles. How well, are you? It's morning for me, but I think it's six. But it's, yeah, it's six here. So uh, for me, I, I'm in the end of my day. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, it's still, it's still the day, still the day. Definitely, definitely. Well, once again, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to come and sit and talk My with me. Pleasure. Um, My I will, pleasure. I would love to let you go ahead and just kind of introduce yourself and let people know who you are, because I'm pretty sure there's some newer people who maybe started Kizomba maybe a year or two ago who haven't heard about mm-hmm. you or don't know who you are. So I'll go ahead and let you introduce yourself. Yes. So thank you so much for this great opportunity to be here and to to uh, to let some some people know about me about my work about my process so um, as you said my name is Quenda Lima and I'm from Cabo Verde I I burn um, I burn Cape Verde um, uh, in Sal precisely uh, but uh, I moved I moved to Lisbon to study uh, engineering and uh, and then uh, London to finish my my PhD. So then I moved back to Portugal to Lisbon because you know uh, weather in London is not that good. <laughs> <laughs> I was just in, in London in March, so yeah, it was it was pretty yeah. cold and and rainy and stuff like that. <laughs> yes, but I really like London because it told me a lot of things. It gave me a lot of opportunity, and it was there that I was uh, I decided to share Kizomba. Uh, so everything starts. Uh, um, for me in uh, in London precisely of course in Lisbon before but uh, London was more more uh, strong let's say so I remember seeing a video with you dancing with Iris de Brito 
yes. in London. Was that like the first demo that you did in London? No, no, no. It wasn't that first demo. Actually, most of the people know uh, they know this demo as the first one, but it's not true. Actually, I was um, I did uh, twice before that one, but th that one was the was more uh, it had more impact because uh, it was in uh, in this uh, huge festival on that time uh. in Scala salsa festival so that's why it has a lot of impact but it's not true that it was the first time and uh, yes it wasn't the first uh, people that i start the first uh, uh, female that i i start uh, dancing kizomba it was another girl from um, two of them actually that i did the demo rikita and uh, marie okay I, i met rikita when i was in london not too long ago Yes, yes. So she she was before uh, Irish, actually. <laughs> very nice, very nice, very nice. Um, I'll go ahead and make sure to put the link of that demo in the show notes so people can check it out because I know that one is one of the more popular demos from, from back then, for sure. And like you said before, it was because of the festival going on. Mm -hmm. So before we get into your Kizoma career, um, I'd like to talk a little bit about your engineering career. So you obviously did mm -hmm. a lot of studying. You did... Yeah, you said you had your PhD, but um, you were teaching Kizoma full time. So how did that process go? How did you end up leaving your studies for engineering to pursue more or dedicate your time to Kizomba? So it was really, you know, for me, um, it was uh, not difficult to manage those two old because um, uh, for me, actually, it was um, it was uh, a way of find my my balance um, because you know the engineering side, the the environment is different. There is a lot of competition. Even if you have uh, great uh, colleagues with you, which I had a lot of them, but you always have this tension, this pressure about society telling you doing this, this is wrong, this is right, <laughs> you know, all of those things. So I needed, I needed to have the dance with me be, to balance this side, um, which it was really, really important. So it, it wasn't that uh, that difficult for me because dance. Uh, dance uh, was always with me since my five years old so it wasn't uh, I got used to it I got you definitely all right so let's go ahead and take a walk back in time a little further and you said that you started dancing when you were five in in Cape Verde uh, can you let us know what you were dancing how you were dancing um, was there pasada at that time tell us a little bit about what was Cape Verde mm. before Kizomba came. Yeah, the the thing is, in my five years old, I I, I was you know dancing uh, um, with Michael Jackson, trying to imitate <laughs> Michael Jackson, like I think every <laughs> every single child on that time, you know. So for me, it was really really. Um, I was taking that really serious to mm -hmm. imitate Michael Jackson. So I was into Michael Jackson moves. Uh -huh. uh, and that took me to the stage to perform in the stage. People sh used to invite me and uh, to, to perform on the stage, the Michael Jackson things. Really? And then, That's yes, awesome yes, to hear. Okay. It was amazing. <laughs> so for me, it was really uh, painful sometimes because, you know, um, 
it was difficult to uh, to see people taking that just for fun. But for me, it was like really serious thing. And mm-hmm. even myself, I couldn't understand why. But it was really a serious thing uh, to dance on the stage and to prepare the things, to mm-hmm. prepare myself. Even five years old, I, I, I felt that. But it was really difficult to transmit that to people, to, to, to understand me as, um, you know, taking this as serious. Uh, so it was always, until now, for some situation, it was always difficult trying to transmit people to try to make them understand that art is very, very powerful and it's very important in this society. Mm-hmm. But uh, people to took uh, art always as something to relax, to distress, which is good, which is important, which is, is true. But it's more than that. It's, it's, it's really more than that. And um, they didn't realize that if, if you take art from the, the world, uh, a lot of people will <laughs> will die. I'm yeah, sure. <laughs> yes, for sure. I mean, I mean, art is basically the expression of what we feel inside. You know, and of course. it's it's awesome to hear you say it was a struggle to not do the moves, but to do the moves in a way to transmit what you're feeling inside. You know, exactly. And I can definitely say that's something that I struggle with. You know, I'm a, I'm a Kizoma instructor here in the States. And sometimes like you just feel so good inside in the music or you feel artistic or whatever it is. And you just want to be able to transmit that in, in your movements. But it's 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 not as easy as it seems. No, 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 it's not at all. Not at all. And uh, it's not everybody can understand that language because, uh, you know, uh, you, you have to to get to to know the language. You have to get to experience the language. You, you have to kind of digest the language to understand it. You cannot understand like, you know, just from <laughs> from one minute. <laughs> yes, definitely. Definitely. So going back to to Cape Verde, you were growing up, you're um, dancing and performing Michael Jackson. I did not know that. So that's a complete <laughs> yes. surprise. And then we had, of course, the, the, the traditional dance. Mm-hmm. What were the traditional dances at that time? Yeah, on that time and still, but of course, people are not, uh, the young people are not into it anymore, mm-hmm. let's say. Uh, of course, you have some people into it, but uh, it's not that much like before, that we used to have the, 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 the groups, you know, uh, in each island mm-hmm. performing uh, dances like Coladera, mm-hmm. Mazurka, Funana, mm-hmm. uh, Batuk, Cola Saint Jean, all of this contradanza, all of this, it was a really, really nice way of getting the, the young people um, busy with something uh, that could help them. Uh, on that time, it was really important, and even to to understand how to to. Um, to survive in a group mm-hmm. of different people with different uh, way of expressing their emotions. So it was really, really a lesson, uh, really a powerful lesson. And to, you know, when you have this group from this island and the other group for other island, you, 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 we used to kind of uh, exchange, going to, to someone else's island to exchange, to do this culture exchange. And that is powerful because you, it's, it's a way of teaching you, it's the way of initiating you to something in dance in art definitely how many islands are there in the in cape verde 
10, 10 islands. 10 islands, wow. I didn't know yes. that. So all yes. these different islands were, I guess, exchange ideas and, and musics and I, things like that, yeah? You know, Cape Verde, it's, it's, it's a very, it's not a rich country. And fortunately, it's not a rich country. And I hope it's, uh, it's not going to, to reach that point of being a rich country. I'm not sure if someone's going to be upset with me if I say it like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, you know, the, 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 rich, the, the rich part of Cape Verde is the culture, is the music, is the dance. Uh, and that's make used to make people very connect and very close to each other, uh, helping each other, exchanging uh, 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 things in between them. More, you know, it used to be more human, more human. And uh, with this new way of living, of course, we are losing this part a lot of this part. Of course, you 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 have a lot of great artists because Cape Verde always had the great artists. But it's changing a bit, which is part of life is normal. We cannot complain. But uh, we always had this. We always had this uh, without any um, uh, education, let's say. Uh, people used to, 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 to play by listening. They used to sing by listening. They used to, you know, dance by watching and just trust themselves and just move. So it's part of their their blood. Uh, it's part of the real we call culture. Yeah. So that's for me. It's uh, it's very powerful, and it's. Uh, I hope we 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 don't lose that much that we are we lose now. I definitely hear what you're saying because the the new wave of living is definitely more independent based versus having a codependency on each other. You know. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So I, I can definitely relate to that to that feeling yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about the culture um, before, because I want to pick your brain also a little bit about Posada, because I know Posada mm-hmm. is linked to to Kizomba. Um, but before we talk into that culture, you said like it's a part of their blood. It's a part of who they are. It's a part of how they're raised and things like that. You know, mm-hmm. the culture in Cape Verde is is really important, but also, like you mentioned before, art is also very powerful. So how do you feel that culture and art mix? Are they two separate things? Are they the same thing? Um, Different people have different cultures, but art is kind of more universal, you know? So culture Mm -hmm. is also universal, but it's not really set on where you were born or where you were raised or the language that you speak when you think about art, you know? But culture, Mm -hmm. it does play a lot to where you were born or where you were raised or what your worldview is? Mm-hmm. I think this is a good question and I'm glad you, you asked me this uh, and I hope I can have knowledge to, to, uh, to transmit you what, uh, what I really feel and uh, I, I hope I can explain you my, my, my feelings. The thing is, uh, I think the art is, as you said, uh, and I'm agree, is general, something that is everywhere. It's something that it's come through you for you with you uh it doesn't matter and or or the it matter where it comes from most of the people take the ego to say it's me but to be honest with you i think it's not really us it's more than us it's something that it's come through us to materialize so that's that's for me it's art and i'm totally agree that is uh, everywhere and in every person and in every heart uh, but the culture, uh, to be honest, it's going to be, for me, in my opinion, I think it's going to end up the same. 
uh, the same point. We we separate it. We separate it. We said this is my culture. This is your culture. It's it's fair enough. I understand. But if you look at it very very closely, you understand that all of them are um, they are fusions. Uh, they come, this culture exists because of that culture. That culture exists because of the other one. The other one exists because of that. <laughs> you understand? Mm-hmm. So it's something that it goes around the world and then it's going to end up in one point, which anybody knows. No, we, nobody knows. We, we don't know. Uh, but the important thing is the, the way man made it and separated it's good in one point, and but it's not good in the other point. And um, but we accept it, which is it. It will the men separate it. The men take it to this region mm-hmm. and say this is our way of living, and then we transmit it from generation to generation, mm-hmm. and it become culture. But we didn't allow it to. We didn't understand or accept it that our neighbor was really important for this to happen. Mm-hmm. You understand? So we, we create separation and that's why Kizomba is getting so popular in the same time it's getting a problem. It's become a problem. Yeah. And the, the, it's become uh, a way of getting enemies and criticizing each other and pointing fingers. <laughs> but they didn't realize that it's something that is supposed to unify people. <laughs> no, I definitely believe with like the, the unifying, you know, it's I t- in, in the United States, I teach more of a modern style of teaching Kizomba. I don't teach the traditional style. So there's definitely mm-hmm. been a lot of fingers pointed and, and mm-hmm. criticizing and things like that. But the one thing that you hear them say a lot is you have to respect the roots. And my next question to you is like, when, how do you respect the roots of Kizomba if you like the more modern way of dancing Kizomba? And then when do you feel it is disrespectful to a culture or to the roots if you are dancing a more modern way of dancing Kizomba? This, this question, I think, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a very um, delicate question because it, some people can misunderstand that. But to be honest, I don't care. I, you know, people understand what they are inside. <laughs> if they don't have it inside, they will definitely receive it with love. Mm-hmm. But when they have a separation inside, they will always look at it as a separate things, as a bad thing. Mm-hmm. So to be honest with you, for me, it's a, it's a, it's really nice to see people dancing um, other things and see uh, people happy with something new. Mm-hmm. That's for me is my point of view in terms of art. I'm not even if I'm Cape Verdean, it doesn't matter for me to to protect my my culture in a way or in a in a blind way because before. I decide to become Cape Verdean, let's say mm-hmm. I'm a human being. <laughs> <laughs> you understand? So Cape Verdean is very nice. It gives me a lot and I respect it and I will be so grateful until the end of my life. But I cannot resume myself as a Cape Verdean. It's too little. It's too little. I cannot. So for me, when I say people uh, going and create something that um, move the crowd and make other people happy that's more important for me because i'm my focus is on people it's not on the culture Mm -hmm. it's people 
That's a beautiful answer. But the thing is, of course, you have things. For example, they um, they call it uh, traditional. They call, as you said, they call uh, modern or urban. I don't know. I call it whatever you want. The only thing is, I I'm I don't. It doesn't sound great for for people to hear. For me to hear tradition because. Mm-hmm. It's not tradition. There is no tradition Kizomba. There is Kizomba. You understand? It's like you said, there is traditional salsa and new salsa. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. You understand? It doesn't make sense for me to say, okay, I'm 30, 38 years old. I'm um, I'm a traditional Cape Verdean, mm-hmm. but the, the, that one which is three years old is a modern Cape Verdean. It yes. doesn't make sense. He's a Cape Verdean, that's it. So for me, Kizomba is like that. There is Kizomba. But this is a new way that got inspired in Kizomba. Mm-hmm. They are developed. Okay. So it's not modern. It's not, uh, it's call it something else, which is different. It's nice. You understand what I mean? I, I, I agree for sure. And <laughs> the, the thing, the way that we label our dances is really interesting, you know, because I, it made me very curious to start to look. And, and that's one of the reasons you're on the podcast, because I want to know more about the history, because as an instructor, you mm-hmm. want to have the knowledge and things like that. But even before Kizomba, there's many dances that go back to the 1800s, the 1700s, the 1300s to the Renaissance era. If you want to talk about that, you know, like, what mm-hmm. do we label those if it was for? 100 years ago and but what we danced 20 years ago is traditional so it's it's really interesting <laughs> the labels yeah. that we see sometimes something can be exactly. 10 years old and we call it old school or yes. it's a classic or exactly. <laughs> it's a folkloric dance or something like that but it's it's i feel like just not in the in the real world of kizomba there has to be a better way to kind of name these different things and styles mm-hmm. that come mm-hmm. because it's important as an instructor to be clear about what you're what you're teaching and how mm-hmm. it relates to everything else within that kizomba of world course. you know but exactly the, uh, since we don't have a a, a committee the Akizama committee for the world to kind of say, okay, this is this and this is that. It's, it's hard mm-hmm. to distinguish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think the way they 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 uh, they use the name, they said urban keys. They start to call it urban keys, but mm-hmm. this is this is another another way that you know. I don't like to talk about something that I don't know very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and the, the little that I know, I think it was uh, good for them to call it urban keys, even if they have the keys, which means kizomba. But I understand because it's true kizomba that that inspiration came mm-hmm. but to be honest with you i think uh, my opinion not to call traditional or or or, or uh, new kizomba for me doesn't make sense because you know when you call something traditional and uh, modern mm-hmm. that means that in both things you can see the similarities mm-hmm. you can see the basic has to be the same but the in terms of dance structure it has to be the base has to be the same that you can call it traditional and modern if i see someone dance uh, old way of dancing tango and this new way of dancing tango you will always identify uh, something in common in terms of structure yes it makes sense for me to say this and that yes it makes sense to say this is a new way of dancing kizom it makes sense but when something when two things is too different is different things 
especially in the dance structure, yes, for me, it doesn't make sense. Uh, you understand? Yes, I understand for yeah, sure. I, I cannot, I cannot call a plane and a car uh, saying that the plane is tradition, uh, the car is tradition, and the plane is a modern. Mm -hmm. No, it's two different things, you know. But they use, they use the air. <laughs> air is everywhere, uh -huh. which is the music, which is the music. Okay. Yeah, okay, that's so. that's a big difference between the. I guess if you want to call it traditional or Angolan way or Cape Verdean way. Mm -hmm. um, the music is a lot different from the modern kizoma that they have now. Oh, yes. And that inspires a different way of moving, you know? Um, mm -hmm. but, exactly. Um, they have a different, different music mm -hmm. and the music makes you move in different way. That's true. Uh, and even the music, even the music, sometimes uh, what they call some people when when I heard them talk about the, this is a traditional music, you said no, 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 this is kizomba. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you said okay, you as a teacher, you should know this. This is a real kizomba, but what you're calling the new kizomba is not kizomba at all. <laughs> it's something that it's in the process to become something that we don't know yet. So don't call it kizomba because it's not kizomba. You cannot you cannot call a music which is not salsa and call you salsa. Doesn't make sense, you know. And that's uh, that's for me it makes me really uh, it makes me smile when mm -hmm. I see even teacher explain that. Yeah, it's the key, the word kizomba is for a long time that has been trying to capture so many different sounds and so many different styles of dancing and i think now we're getting to the point to where the original way of dancing and the way that we're dancing the newer people are dancing now is it's very different but over the last i guess decade to 20 years like it's been expanding and there's been more and more influences with the hip-hop and the r&b and then what becomes popular and what doesn't become popular um but yeah, I, I definitely understand what you're saying because there's a difference and that difference has to be identified. But exactly. to get everybody to agree to what to label it is, the, I guess, the difficult part. Oh, yeah. It's always the difficult part. There is always a traditional, uh, sorry, a transition uh, part of it, which is normal, you know, which is make everybody confused. Mm -hmm. What are we going to do that? What is this? What is that? This is normal. This is very, this is normal. The only thing for me uh, that shocks me and makes me smile and shake my head in this side, that side is because those people, the especially teachers that pretend that they know a lot, mm -hmm. but through the way of explaining things, they are showing me that they have no idea what means dance and music, mm. you know? So uh, I think it's very important to be humble. Uh, you know, uh, I'm totally agree that uh, to spread Kizomba, to spread uh, any, any, any dance, but it's very important to be humble to say, I don't know. Let ask this person or let ask the other person. I don't know. This is very nice. This mm -hmm. is very, it makes you grow, you know, instead of just talking about this is Kizomba and then you're teaching your, your student, this is the traditional Kizomba, this is the new Kizomba, this is Kizomba, this is not Kizomba. And then you realize that you're talking about Semba. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, and then you said, this is Semba Kizomba. They said, mm, this is Kizomba. And then it's Semba. When you that this is Semba's Kizomba, and then you realize that this is Kizomba, and you say it's Semba. So it's, a, you know, it, for me, it makes me smile. 
and uh, and fortunately we have those people because they are spreading even badly or uh, uh, good in a good way they are spreading they are doing their job they're nice but they should be humble enough to say yes I love this dance I'm spreading it I'm I, I want to to make people know it but I'm not able to answer this question. You understand? Yeah, and I think and this I mean, for me is very important. <laughs> yes, for sure. And for it I will think, make you make me respect you more. Yeah, and the more you talk to people and the more you go back in, in history, you realize that nobody has all the answers. You know, it's of like course. kind of collectively. Of course. Everybody yes. there. So yeah, I understand yes. what you're saying for sure. Of course, because you have so many even even my colleagues, the, the people that they are being Teaching Kizomo for so many years, they still doing the same things because of the ego. They they still uh, telling people stories which is they were in there. They have no idea what that means, and they still spreading this this story. And mm-hmm. people that of course give them credit and respect them uh, will keep that story and mm-hmm. keep spreading. So. We are contaminating this with a lot of light, which is not, uh, it's not, um, it's not fair. And I think if we all, we, we, ha- we, we are, if we were humble enough to admit that I love this dance, I want to dance, I want to transmit it, but please, I have no idea what happened in the history about this dance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it will be so nice and you will get more students you know, and fair students, people that admire and respect you. Yeah, it's definitely been a journey <laughs> to kind of, and that's one of the reasons I started the podcast because it's just so many questions of like, even if you were to go back, like for me, I think about what started partner dancing, you know, because obviously there was the the slave trade and we have the mixing of like the African and the European ancestors, you know, but it mm-hmm. seemed like in all those places you have tango, you have salsa, you have bachata, you have tango, you have kizomba or semba, like all of these partner dances kind of more or less had a similar starting time. So it kind of mm-hmm. makes it interesting to see how even partner dancing, regardless of what we call it, how that all got started um, from the from the African diaspora, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just curiosity of, and it's like, you're going to hear a lot of different stories, a lot of different sides, a lot of different influences. And like you're saying, cultures influencing other cultures. Mm-hmm. This is, it's, it's, it's very... It's important for us to admit that. But, you know, human beings always want to show that they are special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they always want to show you that they, they know. But they didn't understand that the more they are humble, the more they show you that they know little, they will learn more and they will uh, access the door or um, access that, the door to to get to know more and more and that door which people embrace them, mm-hmm. you know, to embrace them as a teacher because on the, on the same time they are a student, <laughs> you understand? But people want to be teacher for the rest of their life. <laughs> they don't want, they don't want, they don't admit that they are still student. Yes, This sure. is the big, big mistake yeah. because our, our student is our best teacher. This is very important. Yeah, I remember this a quote important. that says, when one teaches to learn, the instructor learns and the student learns at the same time. Exactly. Exactly. Definitely. Exactly. Awesome. So, yeah. Let's take a quick moment to thank our sponsors. 
Are you addicted to Neo slash Urban Kizomba? Do you spend most of your free time watching Kizomba videos on YouTube and Facebook? Do you daydream about someday traveling to Europe to dance Kizomba? If you answered yes to any of these questions, get off your butt and head to the second annual Neo Kizomba Festival in Austin, Texas. We are bringing some of the top European instructors and DJs to you here in the U.S. Lawrence and Adeline, Isabel and Felicien, Anna Labone, and DJ Snakes. This is all going down July 8th to the 10th in Austin, Texas. Find out more and grab your pass before the next price increase at neokidsfest.com. Again, that's neokidsfest.com. Um, I definitely appreciate all your answers. It's been awesome to hear. Um, what I'd like to talk about a little bit now is pasada. I've heard this mm -hmm. word since the beginning of when I started learning Kizomba a couple of years ago, but I don't really know what it is. People are like, well, it's kind of like Kizomba, but it's kind of like pasada, but I don't know what pure mm -hmm. pasada is. Is it a music? Is it a dance? Is it just the steps? What What was pasada in, in Cape Verde? Okay, pasada was the, you know, first of all, pasada means steps. Mm -hmm. You know, two steps. Uh, it it uh, before we we don't use to call kizomba even in, in Angola. If any Angolan people told you that they always call it kizomba, they are lying to you. <laughs> <laughs> All of them. They know that before they call it pasada. Okay, so is the name change after it changed to kizomba? But it was always when we going to dance, we said, let's dance a pasada, let's put the pasada music. Or in Cape Verde, we used to say Kabulov or Zuklov, you know, mm -hmm. but in terms of music. Even in terms of dance, you say, let's, let's you know, dance a pasada, something like that. So mm -hmm. it's it always in this sense, even in Angola. But then uh, after it, not, not, it wasn't that, that, uh, that's uh, so long ago uh, that uh, this this person Eduardo Payin started mm -hmm. to 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 come with this name of Kizomba. But if you you ask the old people in Angola, even them or in Cape Verde, they they don't know they they don't call it Kizomba. They call it Pasada. Mm -hmm. I got you. That's, so yeah. it was Pasada, but the music that you said before was Cabo Love and Zuc Love, and that was coming more from the Caribbean and maybe the French Antilles. No. Mm -hmm. The thing is, um, when we start, you know, the, this uh, relationship with France, with Dakar, Senegal, you always have this, uh, uh, the music came from, from that, that, uh, that experience, that exchanging with them, the French, the, the, the Zouk, you know, mm -hmm. singing in, in France, in French or in uh, Criollo, they, they call it Criollo. Mm -hmm. uh, so we, we start to get those music first. When people said Kasaf came and after Kasaf, everything, no, 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 it's not true. We start to listen to the, to Zouk first. We start to get those music, uh, first. And then some bands in Cape Verde start to singing them start to playing them mm -hmm. and then we had this contact with with the music and after because of the contact with the music and because of the contact with the zook all of the way of moving and stuff like they invite kasaf to come to cape verde and that's from there uh, the young people start to change a bit of the music. They mm -hmm. start to, to you know, to kind of imitate. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and uh, it becomes like uh, they start to call it Zuklov, Kabolov, something like that. 
just to, 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 to name it different. But mm-hmm. in terms of music, in terms of way of playing, it was the same. The only difference is because the instrument, the access to instrument, you know, you don't have all of the instrument that the, the, the Kassav's band has, for mm-hmm. example. So all if you don't have that all the the whole uh, instrument, of course the the sound will will be different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you understand? So uh, they start to play it like that. They start to mix with this, mix with that, and then the evolution start to come, to come, to come until now, which is the computer completely uh-huh. doing the job. Yes, and it's just. I mean, if you take a look at it, it's just like a snowball effect of fusion and inspiration and imitation and then creativity. Like that's been repeating itself over and over again. Exactly. And it's just kind of exactly. like the way the way it goes as far as like dance and music. Um, one exactly. question that I have here for you is: I think I remember hearing you say in an interview that you were talking about how Angolans, when the, this new music came, they didn't have a new dance, so they took semba. And they danced it to Zouk music. And you kind of hear that a lot. Semba to Zouk music kind of spurred Kizomba. Um, Mm -hmm. But if the dance didn't change, just the music changed, then what makes Kizomba Kizomba and what makes Semba Semba? No, Semba was always, always Semba. The the thing the the samba was you know always samba is a traditional thing in in Angola mm-hmm. is a traditional way of dancing and uh, and play in Angola. It had it had a lot of influences influences in the kizomba way, the kizomba in their way of playing kizomba. Of course, you know it's like in the in our way of playing kizomba we had influence of coladera. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, the thing is. Uh, the um, the the dance the the music uh, the, to talk about the music and the dance is two different things. Yes, definitely. And this is this is this is one of the things that I would like my colleagues to be open enough to admit that and to respect that because in this in this present moment uh, there is a lot of people are talking about kizomba are pretending that they know a lot of things but they have no idea what they're talking about they 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 said that kizomba is a mix of zouk and samba or or zouk and coladera but you know there is a lot of things that you have to go through because you cannot talk about those things just simple like that there is a lot of influence influences uh, the history mm. you know uh, you have to think in which situation angola were on that time that they talk about um, uh, kizomba in angola you have to understand in which situation cape Verde were on that time uh, when zouk start to come you know all of those things change the dance and change the music because there are people behind the, the instrument of course if you are facing a society uh, situation in uh, in in your society in your country automatically it will affect you the way you play the the instrument it will affect you the way you dance so that's why you cannot compare the way of dancing kizomba right now and the way they were dancing kizomba in on that time because the situation it was different and then the emotion on that time it was different so it changed your dance it changed mm-hmm. your music so this is one thing that people need to understand to to really understand the difference and to really understand why kizomba it's not only from angola because most of the people are telling you it's from angola which is not true 
Huh? Yeah, that's definitely what you hear a lot of, and you see, like, typically you see Kizomba, and you see the Angolan flag. Of course, they they will put it Angola flag, uh, Angola flag, because you know people need to tell you that this is mine, <laughs> this is mine. And when they told you this is mine, this is ours, they didn't, and they, they don't even respect the others uh, Palop countries. Mm-hmm. It's very important to to respect the the other the other influences that uh, that brings you to to the the, the point that you are now. So that's for me, instead of saying that it's from Angola, it's from Cape Verde, from Mozambique, I would say that in every, all of those countries, they dance Pasada before. Mm-hmm. Because if you, if you pick a, a children in Cape Verde and you pick another one in Angola, they don't know each other, but they dance the same. Mm-hmm. And uh, these children from Cape Verde or Mozambique or Guinea-Bissau, they never been in Angola. So this is what I want people to be clever enough to compare and to understand humbly, to be humble, to understand. Because I, I, I'm not here to tell you that I own this culture. This, mm-hmm. is not, this is not fair. It's really important to understand how much Angolan help in Kizomba way of dancing, how much Cape Verdean help in Kizomba dancing, how much Guinea-Bissau help, how much Mozambique help. I'm not here to tell you that it's 100% Angola. If I tell you this, it means that I have no idea what means culture. Mm. Okay? And I have no idea what means my uh, Africa, that we call Africa. There is no separation. There was no separation between Angola and Congo on that time. And if you ask them to, to explain you about the, the, the history, they have no idea. They cannot explain you that they were Cape Verdean people in Angola on that time, working. And when you have people from the other country working in your country, they always bring something. Mm-hmm. They always bring you the way of playing this guitar. They always bring you the way of, of cooking this food. And all of this influenced the, the local culture. And after five, 10 years, 20 years, your culture will look different because mm-hmm. of those people. So that's for me, it's really interesting to make people understand and to open their eyes for, the, for them to not to separate things, but to accept things and to respect and be grateful for the other, the other countries on the other culture. This is what I'm here for in this Kizomba world. I'm not here to tell you, to tell a lie, to say, just because to show you that I'm the one, no. No, 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 I have no idea because... I know a little bit. A little piece of the story. Exactly. Because I wasn't there. I wasn't there. And what they told me and what fortunately I study, I can tell you this. But even what I study is what they told me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I cannot give you 100%. But it's very important as a teacher to be humble, to be honest enough to tell your students, yes, I have this information. But it's very important to listen to others to understand the other side. Yes, definitely. This is very important. But we are going in this way of making Kizomba looks like I'm the one. I'm the only one knows this. I'm the one that can train you. I'm the one that can give you this. The rest, they don't know. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. No, no, no. Even the newest teacher in Kizomba, maybe they know better than the oldest one. 
because they took time to interview, to know, to to study, which the most of the oldest one they have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's really interesting to to hear all the different stories. Um, on that note of the culture and all the Africa uh, culture and like the Portuguese culture and the European influence on culture do you know anything about the cubans that were in angola how did they do you know any insights of what they offer to the culture and what we know today as kizomba yes uh, the the thing is the cuban were there you know when uh, actually in in angola in cape verde as well because we on that time we had a lot of uh, dentists mm-hmm a Cuban uh, dentist doctors, you know, there. So, of course, when you have those people in your country, they bring you their flavor, you know, mm-hmm. they bring you the way of dancing, the way, and Cuba have the, this amazing way of this special way of dancing, this, interpreting this, interpreting that. All of these influences our coladera, it will influence our samba, it will influence our pasada, it will influence this and that. And that is beautiful. It is beautiful. And that is beautiful. So that's for that's why for me it's really hard to tell you it's hundred percent Angolan. I will lie to you and I will show you that I have no idea what means culture, mm-hmm. which means dance and music and especially art. Mm-hmm. Okay, of course we had influences on Cuban and of course Angolan had a very huge influence in the, in the, in the Cuba uh, to to them as well. And and uh, and uh, especially influences uh, like capoeira to to Brazil. Mm-hmm. You understand because you have to go back to the slavery time mm-hmm. to understand how they lived on that time. You have to understand in in terms of uh, this this small world which we call it um, the ex colonies of Portuguese. Mm-hmm. You have to understand how they worked, how the Portuguese worked with them, how they they controlled them. What means Cape Verdean to a Portuguese? Uh, uh, people, what means Angola to them? What's the relationship between Portugal, Cape Verde, Portugal, Mozambique, Portugal, Angola? And then you will understand a lot of these dances and music. You will a lot influence a lot. You will understand a lot when Angolan tells you when you called when you ask them, for example, okay, you you are telling us that kizombo pasada, it's from Angola, but we what kind of music you used to dance on that time? They will tell you Cape Verdean music. So you will stop and you will say, oops, uh, how come you have Cape Verdean music and the dance is from Angola? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it doesn't make sense because they like uh, a fish. They will die for their mouth. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So you cannot have a music and you cannot without the dance. Mm-hmm. You have to have. So all of those things will take you to understand that this fusion, this mix, this uh, exchange, this uh, no border, this wheat border, it was really important for this to develop until now. Wow. I So it's just awesome to hear you say that and hear you say be humble to continue to ask questions and see what's going on because it's everybody has like their own piece of the puzzle you know and then when you collect those pieces of the puzzle it starts to kind of form a picture of what happened and a lot of things could have been happening at the same time but everybody wasn't everywhere at that time you know exactly 
Exactly. Okay, I have three last questions. I definitely appreciate everything that you share with us so far, but we're going to go ahead and move it towards yes. the time. So, um, yes. one of our, our listeners wanted to know what are your favorite qualities in a follower? Like your favorite followers for Kizomba, what qualities or characteristics do they have? The follower. The thing is for me, the relationship in between follower and uh, leaders should be conscious because what's going on in this dance it's a uh, now in nowadays it's a kind of competition i will show you how much i know i will show you how much i can move i will show you my movement so it's a language it's a talking without letting the other talk mm -hmm. you you're not listening you're just talking uh, but this is for me it's it's a different way of listening and talking uh, it's different way of following and leading so for me uh, a follower a good follower it's someone that can really really listen to you it's a it's a someone that really can open up to allow you to lead i'm not there as a leader to tell you i'm gonna lead you no i'm asking you can you please allow me to lead through my body, through my movement, I'm talking to you. So there is a relationship, a very special relationship in between followers and, and leaders, which you have, you can find this relationship in the female and male mm -hmm. energy, in masculine and feminine energy, and men and women. Hmm? So this is beautiful. When the man knows who, who he is and the woman know who she is, automatically they give you life. Mm -hmm. So the dance is exactly the same. If the follower understand his position or her position and accept it with the heart open and the leader admit and accept his position, his, his role, automatically the dance will be magic. You're not focused on the steps. You're not focused on the pattern. You're focused on this respect in between you two. Mm -hmm. And that's for me, it's been, it's an amazing leader and it's amazing follower. Because you are leading with your whole body. And he, she's listening with he, her whole body with respect, gratitude and everything. So the dance become amazing. That's a beautiful answer. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I, I'm trying to transmit people <laughs> yeah and I, and I feel like it doesn't matter what style that you have for Kizomba I feel that's the, the essence of it you know and if you lose that essence you lose that connection then it's for me I feel like it's hard to, to call it Kizomba because it's not about the steps it's not about the moves it's really about connecting with one another you know of course of course definitely of course because in Kizomba you don't have uh, you don't have that much step that we are creating these whole steps just to sell and you want to sell because you want to pay your bills and you want to pay your things you are creating this huge amount of steps to 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 sell mm -hmm. but in to be honest in Kizomba you don't have more than three steps definitely and with and the rest it's create creativity mm -hmm. huh? okay Definitely. Thank you for the answer. Uh, the next answer, I know this one is um, going to be hard to encapsulate in a short answer, but people were asking about Kaizen and how mm -hmm. Kaizen relates to Kizomba. And 
I guess what Kaizen means, and then I guess the the relationship between Kaizen and Kizomba. Mm-hmm. So Kaizen, it's a it's a it's a project that I create, and um, with uh, it's not uh, it it came f- through me, but it's more than just me. It's something that it's beyond me. It's above me. And uh, fortunately, it was through me that it came. But Kaizen is a Japanese name, and I like the name. Um, uh, some people will tell me that it's in constant improvement. Some people uh, tell me that um, it uh, it means uh, change, Kai, change, and Zen, good. But uh, I really like the name uh, Kaizen. So I said I start to, you know, my way, my different way of teaching. Uh, took me to to develop this this way, uh, which I love the improvement, the name improvement and constant improvement, uh, non-stop. There is life in it, but uh, the it starts in the Kizomba world, of course, li- like an experiment in the Kizomba world. But it's not Kizomba, of course. My way of teaching Kizomba, I always put some kaizen flavor there but kaizen itself it's a it's a it's a powerful instrument it's a it's a it's a philosophy of life through 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 dance in this uh, in this moment but it's going more than than just dance it's a it's it's um it's something that can through movement make people understand their own body and respect their own body own body and be the master of their body it's like uh, you know i did engineering aerospace engineering and uh, and people were asking me uh, but when when are you starting to uh, to to apply what you 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 study for so long and i said i'm still doing it i'm still doing this engineering it's another kind of engineering so <laughs> it's engineering through dance mm-hmm. because the engineering is like you are creating the situation for your comfort you build a computer for your comfort. You build a mobile for your comfort. You build a car for your comfort. You build a plane for your comfort, your house for your comfort. So it's all of this is engineering. So why not? I cannot do it through this. Uh, to make people understand that they can create their own comfort inside, which is the most important thing. So Kaizen, it basically is like that. To to make the long story short. <laughs> no, that's beautiful. I haven't had the opportunity to participate in a, in a Kaizen lesson. And that kind of leads me into my next question. Um, people were asking, do you have plans to come to the U.S. anytime soon? Oh, oh yes. Uh, I, will, I will be in the U.S. next, uh, next year in, in March in San Francisco and, uh, and probably in... Um, uh, what is it called? Um, uh, I think in New Orleans. I'm not sure, um, but uh, yeah, San Francisco for for sure. For the Gakizoma Festival. Yes. Yes. And are you going to be teaching a kaizen lesson there? Yes. Yes. I'm going to teach kaizen and kizomba there. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. I'll try to make it and and spread the word for that for sure because the the few people that I know that are taking it always come back and they say, oh, you have to experience that for sure and, and feel <laughs> the energy from from that from that workshop or for that class you know mm-hmm. it's, it's very it's very important it's, it's very important it's very good and I think you you will you will enjoy it if you join us it will be my pleasure <laughs> definitely definitely well Quinn, I definitely appreciate all the time that you spent with us and your perspective and your 
um, humility, knowing so much and, and having accomplished what you've ha- been accomplished and still be able to be humility or uh, humble about it is definitely something to be admired uh, in the way that you speak and the way that you represent yourself. And and, and it's through positivity, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So at this time, I would like to give you an opportunity to let people, I guess, a last bit of advice for the Kizomo mm-hmm. world, maybe for us here in, in the U.S., since it's kind of new here still. And then mm-hmm. an opportunity for you to let people know how to find out more about you. Okay. First of all, they can. Uh, I have a page, a Facebook page, uh, which is Quendalima and Kaizen Dance. And I have a website, which is Quendalima.com. Uh, and uh, through my website, they can, they can um, uh, text me, they can send me a message or email. I will be, of course, it will take like one day, two days, but uh, we always reply. Yes, and uh, yes, they can visit the f- my page and they will know what I'm, I'm doing, where I'm going to be and all of those stuff. Uh, what I want, what I want, to say to to the people that are listening, and I uh, first of all, I I I would like to to say thank you to all of them because uh, because of them that we are keeping spreading Kizomba or Kaizen dance, or because of them I'm I'm traveling and I'm get to know a lot of people, good people, people that touch uh, touch you, people that uh, told you and uh, uh, make you experience things, amazing things. So so it's because of them I, I I can use this opportunity to say thank you to all of them for this great opportunity that they are giving me. And uh, what I'm asking all of them, it's to be to be humble, uh, to be human, and not to be robot. Uh, to not to to use uh, Kizomba as a system to to separate people, to make people feel bad that they don't dance well, they dance very well, they dance amazingly, or something like that. Uh, to dance with everybody, not to go to the to the night uh, just. Uh, to, to fulfill what they think that they are empty. Uh, they just go to relax, to enjoy, to, 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 to exchange with other people because we, we are here to learn from everybody and uh, make every, all of those teachers to, to, to do their work with, uh, with their heart. To be to to focus on the students, to take care of their students, uh, because automatically the students will take care of them. To let them ego behind, and to understand that the most important thing is not really kizomba or a culture. The most important thing is human being. Is what we we can help our our um, we can help others and that's the most important thing which is fortunately we had this great opportunity which we call now Kizomba or uh, Urban Kiz but we have to accept those teachers if they are teaching Urban Kiz or Kizomba accept them embrace them because we are all doing the work in the name of art we all doing something to help people. We all doing something to make them realize who they are, to make them inspire for them to do their work to help other people. So the name of 
tradition, Kizomba, Angola, Cape Verde, this is, is too little. It's too little compared with what you're giving to your students, what they're giving to you, what they're getting from you, and what you are getting from them. This is what I want people to understand and to have this respect and this gratefulness all around, the gratitude all around them, then they will be successful for sure. They don't have to be afraid of losing their the students they don't be afraid have to be afraid of losing what they think it's uh, to make them famous or not or popular or not they don't need to be, to to be based or to focus on that fear no 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 they they have to focus uh, their heart full of love they have to to focus and what they can do to make to inspire each person that's the best way of getting successful and to make uh, people feel uh, what they 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 really need to feel is all of us to feel full of love full of love and let this fight behind this is the only thing i want to transmit all of you thank you Thank you so much, Quinda. I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, uh, Charles, for giving me this opportunity. Uh, and I hope uh, this interview can help at least one person. Yes. I will be so happy. <laughs> no, I think it'll definitely help uh, uh, way more than one person. But thank you so much for your time. And My have a wonderful day. Thank you so much, Charles. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you for checking out the Dance Your Heart on Fire podcast today. Be sure to check out neokizomba.com for links to everything that we chatted about today, as well as some awesome free resources to enhance your Kizomba journey. Yeah, no te no le da el